Welcome to the Stack of Stats podcast. I am your host, Pam Maldonado, joined by my girl, Kelly in Vegas. And we are here to do this thing, bring you all the analytics. We'll scratch that behind the NFL bets. Kelly, thank you for hopping on. Are you ready for NFL? Absolutely. NFL season last year was so amazing to me. I am a little hesitant. I like way too many games for week one. You always know that regression is coming. And when she comes, man, she is not nice. So right now I'm just kind of treading water, going to do the best I can with my bankroll management, try to minimize some of my risk, make sure I get the best of the number. And of course, have a great season. Let me tell you what we're here to do. We're here to pick five against the spread picks in the NFL. Here's what we did. Kelly, she sent me what she likes. We agreed on a couple of things. We added her best bet. We threw in my best bet and we threw in a, well, we both kind of like it type of bet, but here's what I don't want to talk about analytics. I want to let my hair down and that's what I'm about to do because it is Friday and girl, I want to have some fun. I don't want this to be serious. We're here to break things down. You and I were serious all week. Let's do this thing. What do you think? You We're ready? definitely serious all week. And you know, the best part about me getting to work at Barstool now is I get to be a little less serious. I get to be a little bit more honest, for lack of better words. I get to be a little bit more myself. So I'm excited to see that side of you because we all know <laughs> you are the analytics queen. And I love to hear you talk numbers, but I, I'm kind of curious to hear you as a as a more casual, better. Um, we can go into a full disclosure. Pam and I are in a couple of contests that we liked. One of the pools that my buddy runs, I was like, you know what? I'm going to join this year. I hate it though. He has seven picks against the spread. He's been bothering me forever. And I know exactly how this is going to go. My five are going to be amazing. And those last two I'm forced to pick are going to be such a headache. But when Pam was like, Hey, do you want to do this thing with me? I said, absolutely. Love partnering with other women in the industry. And let's do it. Then we're going to go with our five against the spread pick starting first. I'll have, you know, I have nothing written down. We're just going to wing it. Oh, I have nothing written down either. I know yeah, earlier on Twitter, this guy's like, you're reading. And I'm like, well, I wrote the script. Why am I not allowed to read my script? And he goes, it's a telephone. And I go, I promise you it's not. It's just notes on a sheet. But right now you are on Zoom. I have no notes because I do want this to be more casual and very off the cuff. Exactly. And the first pick we're going to roll, roll with is Saints plus four. What do you think about the Saints? I think we're both Jameis forever. Other than that, is that why they made our card? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So I, I definitely am very high on Jameis Winston. I think that he's going to pleasantly surprise people. Now I know he can be a wild card of sorts. You're going to get a touchdown pass. You're going to get a pick six. You never know. But I do think what I like most about him being on the Saints team is last year he had to spend time behind Drew Brees. I think that was kind of a humbling experience. Not to mention Sean Payton can be more of a disciplined type coach than we've seen with Jameis in the past. So I do think that he is going to kind of woosah it out a little bit, for lack of better words. He's going to reel it in, and he's going to surprise a lot of people. Now, I'm not only on the Saints because I'm high on Jameis. I'm also high on the Saints because I'm not as high on the Packers. Now, are the Packers, by all means, going to win the NFC West? Or excuse me, NFC North? Yes, of course they're going to win it. I do love that division. It's one of my favorite ones. But now we're asking a team from the North to no longer get to play in the Superdome. They have to go to Jacksonville, where it is hotter than hell. Let me tell you, I was just in Tallahassee, and I was melting. So I couldn't imagine coming from Green Bay down there, where Jameis and the Saints are used to that type of environment. I think this is going to be a really fun game, and uh, I hope the Saints can pull out the outright W. All right, one of the reasons why I took the Saints, this is total, This is the casual better in me. 
Have you seen Aaron Rodgers' new look? He looks like he's straight. He has like the hillbilly look going on. He has his hair whisking in the wind. I don't know what is happening with this guy. I'm not a fan. Jameis Winston, he's kind of one of those players. He eat the W. It's two weird quarterbacks all of a sudden. <laughs> Jameis can throw 30 interceptions. But Aaron Rodgers' look, man, it, it's not good. It's not a good look. Well, I think also when you have those off-the-field distractions for a significant part of the offseason, I mean – I, I made a tweet in, what was it, May, maybe even late April when all this drama, I was like, oh my God, is Aaron Rodgers going to be a Bronco? And everybody lost their minds. That was a little wishful thinking on my part, but I thought that A, they had the salary cap and could afford him, and B, he would have been a good fit in Denver. They love old washed-up quarterbacks. Thank you, Peyton Manning, for that Super Bowl. <laughs> that being said, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is actually washed up, but I do think some of those off-the-field distractions come into play far too often. And maybe he's going to play with a chip on his shoulder. I don't know. I, I know that he and LaFleur have had their battles in the past. So don't be surprised if Matt LaFleur gets out coached in this game. Tell me how you're comfortable. You're going to feel about our pick when Jameis throws his first interception in the first two minutes of the game. <laughs> you know, and that's just when I turn the channel. That's the beauty of Sunday afternoon, Sunday morning, depending on where you're at, you can just change the channel. And that's what I like to do uh, when I get pissed off or, you know, walk around the couch about eight times pacing. It, one of the two things happens. Well, then the other game, that is the one pick. That's our first pick that we're going to roll with the Saints plus four at home against the Packers. The second game that we're going to roll with is my favorite pick of the week. I'm going to go with the Falcons at home minus three against the Eagles. I am probably so high on Matt Ryan and this team more than other people, but I love, I used to love Matt Ryan. He did me so many great things when I was doing fantasy football back in the day. I think we're going to see 2016 Matt Ryan come the MVP, all the passing yards, all the passing touchdowns. I think we're going to see this team be absolute fire. And it is because of head coach, Arthur Smith. He came over from the Titans. He's a stellar, stellar coach on this with this, with that offense. He turned them around into the top two, everything in every uh, offensive category. And now you're pairing him with Matt Ryan, who we know is fully capable. I love Matt Ryan in the spot. This wasn't on your card. This was my best bet. That's why it ended up on there. What do you think about the Falcons? The Falcons is the only way I can look here. Listen, this Eagles team uh, amongst other teams like the Jets, and there may be a team that I have initially circled to fade, but not this week. We'll get to the end of the show. But there's a couple of really bad teams. And until they can show me that they're not going to make mistakes, Jalen Hurts, I don't think he's the answer long term for the Eagles. We're going to find out. I don't think that this Eagles team is worthy of even me looking at considering making a bet on them. Does that make sense? Like right now, until further notice, they are on my do not bet list. That doesn't mean I'm going to bet against them, but I just have a list. You know, last year it was the Jets. The Jets made the do not bet list, I think week five or six. And it wasn't until the Raiders game that I finally was like, okay, I have enough confidence because the Raiders are in fact so overvalued here that I can now make a bet here. Now, this is a undervalued Falcons team. Why? Because this Falcons team hasn't been the same since they blew that halftime lead of the Super Bowl to Tom Brady and the Pats. Broken. I think that public perception is kind of wrapped in this line a little bit. I do think that in another world, the Falcons should probably be a four and a half point favorite in this game. But because of that perception, the bookmakers trying to balance their action here. I think that we're going to see kind of a public public dog on the Eagles this week. We'll, we'll wait and see how it, it uh, comes out this weekend. But as of right now, I'm with you. It's Falcons or pass. I'm saying he's going to have all the passing touchdowns this season, and I'm going to be crying in the corner when he throws three interceptions instead. 
<laughs> to Eagles, who I say has a bad secondary, and all of a sudden they show up. But isn't that how NFL goes? We always love our card, and then like the complete opposite happens. <laughs> oh, usually it's like the first half. I'm just sitting there on the couch. Life is really good. And then what happens in half at the halftime mark? I understand coaches make some adjustments. I understand fluky things happen, but it's like all hell breaks loose in the middle of the third quarter where I was sitting so nice in the middle of the second quarter, feeling really confident. And then that's just how the NFL is. It is such a different animal compared to college football. So we're rolling with the Saints plus four at home. We're rolling with the Falcons minus three at home. And then we're going to go also Cardinals plus three on the road. I don't know. I was, I didn't love this pick, but it's on there. I had it also as one of the, I only highlighted four games. And so you had the Cardinals. I was like, cool, let's roll with it. We both match up. What do you think? Help me, help me, help me feel good. So about I'm this a little bit higher. I think the NFC West is by far the best division in football this year. And I think we know that. I think that that includes the Cardinals leveling up. Why? Because they lost a ton of close games last year, which means they need to win a ton of close games this year, just based on, you know, actual, the actual regression to the mean in theory, that doesn't mean it's going to happen, but in theory, I'd like to see that happen for this Cardinals team. So I'm a little bit higher on the Cardinals than I would say most people that I know. And on the flip side, I'm a little bit lower on the Titans than most people I know. Last year, the Titans really shocked the world. And I love Mike Vrabel. I really do. I think Ryan Tannehill has done a great job this first season, especially getting away from Adam Gase. So we'll see how well that works out for the second year with a little bit more tape on him now that we've seen what he can do with the weapons, now that we know that the Titans have a nice run game. I think this is going to be like a 21-20 type game. Mm. This is one of those knockout, drag-out fights. And I just think getting three points here is rather generous of the bookmakers. Again, I'm just not that high on the Titans. I did bet their season win total under nine, and I'm sticking with it. I think they're an eight-win team. And if I like the Falcons because of Arthur Smith, Arthur Smith left the they left the Titans. So now I'm like, okay, I like this team because you have him. So I'm going to not like this team because you don't have him. It's kind of process of elimination. I agree. I have Cardinals. I think uh, their defense is still good. Kyler Murray, you put on a couple pounds there to try to like sustain some of those hits. I think that could potentially could help. Have you seen him? <laughs> no, I haven't seen him, but I, you know, you always hear like different rumors and stuff like that. Like, you know, we heard everybody talked about big Ben losing weight, right? Nobody talked mm-hmm. about Kyler putting on weight, but no, I think it's significant because he is the shortest quarterback in the NFL. He's got to be able to sustain some of those hits. Also, I'm hoping his O-line can step up and help him not get just absolutely pummeled this year, but we'll see how that, that pans out for him. And then the ugly dog that we have on our card. This Ugh. is the ugly dog. This is the ugly dog. It's really dog. like one of the <laughs> ugliest. I, I, I almost felt dirty when I texted to you like, oh, <laughs> I can't believe I'm doing this. Like it's so excruciating. It's not as ugly as the Jets. I'll admit that. Like the Jets, I, I saw some sharp guys come in. That's why I went from five and a half to four and a half. But I'm like, oh, God, I, I just I don't hate myself this much for week one. I had a great week one of college football. I'd like to carry it into week one of NFL. Oh, my God. We're taking the Texans plus three at home. The ugly, ugly dog against the Jags. It's like one of those. Hey, let's take a tequila shot. And you're like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> you just yourself so much hesitation. And then you feel wrong as it's going down. And then afterward, oh, <laughs> you just have that reaction. I don't know what to think about this Texans team. The only thing that I can like about them is that you have Ty, uh, Ty God. I'm going to go with Ty God. That's his nickname. I'm going to go with him over a quarterback over. I love me some Trevor Lawrence. I absolutely do. I had him to win the Heisman last year. It didn't pan out. But um, other than that, I ain't got much else. 
<laughs> to be honest with you, I, I think this is a big ask for Trevor Lawrence, a rookie quarterback, first NFL game on the road. Urban Meyer, first time NFL head coach uh, to to be laying three points. Well, why they're laying three points because the public perception is the Texans have no weapons. Tyrod Taylor is their quarterback. They lost JJ Watt. They have no running game. They have a new head coach and David Colley, which I totally screwed up on my video because that's how much time I didn't spend on this Texans team. And after I screwed that up, I went back and said, you know what? I need to look at this Texans team just a little bit more, but honestly, this game should be a pick them. I made it a pick them. And in my video, I said, they're a pick them twice this year. And it was to this Jags team. And I'm going three. You want to give me three points? Fine. Especially being such a key number in the league. This game could land three. We could end up pushing on this game. But again, I think it's a on the flip side for the Jags. It's their game to lose. Everybody's expecting the Texans to win maybe three or four games this year. Everybody knows they have the longest odds to win the Super Bowl. People have written this team off before they've even seen them play. Now, I know also, though, that you like to take you like to stay away from the trendy home dogs. Well, that's exactly what Texans are. So I'm surprised that you're on them as well for that aspect. I do. You know, I, I get a lot of flack for being a contrarian better, and I don't mean to be a contrarian better. For <laughs> full disclosure, I do most of my games on Monday and Tuesday. I've already got my bets solidified by then. It just so happens to be by the end of the week, it just pans out that the public loves the team I just happened to bet against. And sometimes it works out in my favor with the lines, and sometimes it doesn't. You know, betting Washington football team last week plus one and a half worked out because now Washington's a one-point favorite. But sometimes those dogs, especially like we saw last night, it didn't come into play. But maybe I guess if it did, if you played a teaser, but the Cowboys were probably the right side all weekend long, all week long. By the end of the by the end of the week, we saw it just get bet up because the whole world was on the Bucks. I didn't fire on the Cowboys. I thought about it, though, but that's where I'm like, okay, you don't just want to blindly fade the public in the NFL because there are those weekends. It is a bloodbath for the books. Mm, Absolutely. I agree with all of that. And I was on the Cowboys yesterday, too. I didn't bet it. I didn't tweet it because I was like, I was so scared. I was like, "Mm, this this is scary. (laughs) It was. And you know what? They basically covered wire to wire. And I was rather impressed because I bashed the Cowboys pretty hard. I, I Dak is back, baby. And I think he uh, doesn't necessarily need a running game in order to beat big name teams. I mean, Zeke just looked flat and I, and I kind of wasn't expecting that from him from, I mean, but I guess that Tampa Bay defense was able to shut him down. It's that thing when they say when the, the uglier the pick, the more likely it is to work out because you didn't want it to begin with. <laughs> yeah. Well, fair enough. Yeah. Let, listen, if the Texans lose our, our, saying is going to be, well, we knew they were going to lose anyway, right? We knew that 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 was the chance there with taking such an ugly dog. Such an ugly dog. And then one dog that's no longer a dog, we're going to take Washington minus one. This line scares me because they are being bought up so much. The love is going to Washington. They went from plus one to now minus one, and they're at home against the Chargers. Um, I'm I'm a huge Matthew Fitz, I'm Ryan Fitzpatrick fan. Fitzmagic, I think we're going to see it happen here. The Chargers, they have a good defense, sure, but um, I like me some Fitzmagic. What do you think? Yeah, I'm not I'm not necessarily discrediting anything about the Chargers. I really like this Chargers team, Pam, and I think that they're going to make the playoffs this year. Why? Because Anthony Lynn is no longer their coach. Yeah. But <sighs> this Washington football team, I always want to say the other word, the Washington football team defense is phenomenal. Right mm-hmm. now they're a top five defense. I think they could be a top three defense before it's all said and done. Note they say – 
a really great offense is better than a great defense at times because you get to keep your defense off the field. I do think Ryan Fitzpatrick is a serviceable enough quarterback. Yes. Sometimes he can be a wild card as well. Not so much as like Jameis, but still similarity. He's going to have great games. He's going to have really bad games. I do really believe he's going to fit well with Ron Rivera's system. Ron likes to gamble. This team goes for it on fourth down almost more than any other team in the league. And those are the kind of coaches I want to back with my money. And how you attack this Chargers team is on the ground. And Antonio Gibson, he is a stud. They have J.D. McKissick, who's also really good. And I love the Mac so much. I really hope we see Jared Patterson get some bit of playing time. I think he could absolutely go off. He's going to be underrated because he's a third string running back. But I think he definitely has the ability to be like Antonio Gibson or if it's not better. I think they can be the one punch duo exactly like Kareem Hunt and in for um, for the Cleveland but I really like Jared Patterson. I hope we see him play. I'm with you. I love this defense. And you know, now you have an offense with Fitzpatrick. I think they have the opportunity here. And their quarterback depth is really freaking good. You have multiple options. If Fitzpatrick were to go down, you got some options behind him. So I like this home team. I think they can pull out the win. Of course, it's minus one. If you are betting this, it's probably better than just to take the money line, would you say, instead of the minus one? Yeah, depending on where you like to shop, right? Because you don't want to lay minus one, minus 110. If you can find a... Minus 120 money line. Now, going back to a famous John Murray quote, games never land one. Well, yes, they do. And they land one all the time. It feels like I think there was maybe seven or eight last year. There wasn't a ton, but it felt like at least once a week there was a game that landed one. So that 10 cents worth of value might be worth it to you. I personally would not lay more than 115 on the money line. That's just Mm -hmm. me. I was hoping that when I had bet plus one and a half earlier in the week, that I was, it was going to stay that way. Then I could find another team in the teaser. Then they moved out of a teaser spot. Mm. The Giants moved out of a teaser spot. The Colts yep. moved out of a teaser spot. So it's been kind of an interesting line move uh, scenario for a lot of teams this week for Week One. But yeah, this is a this is a five and zero type of type of week. I can feel it, Pam. I feel really good. And one other PSA. So. One of the things. So my buddy runs a pigskin league. I said that I finally was like, all right, fine, I'm going to do it. When you are doing your leagues with your buddies like these pick fives, pick sevens, there are tons of stale lines versus the Vegas type contest that we see where the lines come out, you know, maybe Thursday morning or Wednesday evening. So definitely know that if you're a sports better and your buddies are not, they're just avid fans. You can cherry pick some of those bad lines. And that's something that I did this week. And hopefully probably should have kept that to myself so that nobody else you're giving away uh, the secret yeah <laughs> right i mean to our strategy absolutely there's a i got 19 and a half with toledo the lions and then 16 and a half in the college one i'm going all right fine i'll take the bad line you know 20 26 and a half with uab okay fine it doesn't mean it's going to always pan out but always make sure you guys are getting the best of the numbers whenever you're doing these contests and i think sometimes the vegas based contests like to you know mess people up a little bit by taking off that half point whether the market's at something else and uh, just kind of mess with people a little bit, see if they can get you to overthink your picks. So those are going to be our five against the spread picks for the NFL this week for the contest that we're in. We're going to do saints plus four Falcons minus three Cardinals plus three. Ugly dog of Texans plus three and Washington minus one. I also have Washington in a teaser when they were up, when they were one and a half. So I'm feeling good about that one. If it works out great. If it doesn't, what is it that you say? CLV. We got closing line value. We have a trophy. I'm going to get CLV trophies for everybody to put up. I don't have my office set up. That's why I got the green screen, Uh, but I'm going to make CLV trophies and send one to everybody so that we can pat ourselves on the back. All jokes aside. Yes. You want closing line value, but 
Let me tell you, when you're holding a losing ticket, that trophy of that closing line value still just is like, but I got, yeah, it's just like, cool, man. Did you cash your ticket? No, you didn't? No, nope, oh. I didn't. But look at the line. I did well. We are going to be here absolutely every week doing five against the spread picks for the NFL. This is week one. This is what we are rolling with. Kelly in Vegas. You can find her on Twitter at Kelly in Vegas and find herself on Barcel. You can see me my stuff over at Yahoo. But this is what we got for this week. Fingers crossed. I don't even need fingers crossed. I feel confident. You know your shit. I know my shit. Together, we're going to do some good shit. <laughs> That's what I, I love to hear it. Good luck to us, Pam. Thanks for being here. I will see you next week. That does it for another episode of Stack of Stats. Thank you.